We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. From the WEEI Studios, the home of the Red Sox, 93.7, WEEI-FM, HD1, Lawrence, Boston. Always live on the free Odyssey app. And now, a Boston original on Boston Sports Original. It's Christian Arcan on WEEI. Detroit, an improved team. They're only three wins away from their total of all of last season, and Boston scores. Hampus Lindholm off the left post, and finally, something behind Hilberg for Boston. All right, final hour-ish. Boston Sports Original, WEEI. I'm Christian Arcan. Hi, how are you? How about those Boston Bruins, eh? Fastest team ever to 50 wins with their victory over the Detroit Red Wings, which was basically a uh, bizarro version of the Edmonton game in almost every single way. <laughs> the two early goals followed by three unanswered, and you'd have a direct a reverse snapshot of what you saw in the uh, in the Edmonton game, it was two quick goals from the Bruins, and then they disappeared for the rest of it. This game had uh, Detroit scoring two weird goals to start off. Uh, the first one was shorthanded because there was a penalty right away, like in the first minute of the game. Uh, Marchand drew a penalty. I forget who it was on. It was on uh, Sider and or Sater. I'm not sure. And uh, Mo Sater, and so he trips Marchand. Bruins are on a power play. And right as the power play is getting started, they've been so bad on the power play lately. Right as it's getting started, they bring it into the zone. Andrew Kopp steals a pass away from uh, David Krejci, goes down. It's two-on-one. Lynn Holmes back. Kopp uh, dangles for about, I don't know, two hours, and then just uh, launches one right past Allmark. And they you're on the board. It's a shorthanded goal, and all of a sudden, you're sitting there going, oh, no. Uh, a couple minutes later, David Krejci gets whistled for a hook. He's in the box. They score on the power play on a tip-in. And you're watching that going, oh, no. Five unanswered goals the Bruins have let in now. And this is Lindholm playing today, not Swayman. But you get the point. After that, you just heard that Lindholm goal. That made it 2-1. Bergeron on a power play finally scores a goal. And that was, uh, I believe, Larkin got an interference. uh, Yeah, an interference on David Krejci which led to that Bergeron power play goal. He got an assist from DeBrusque and Orloff. Uh, so it was nice to see that unit finally doing something. And then Garnet Hathaway on a rebound gets the game winner late in the third period. And it was Hathaway's first goal as a Bruin. And I'll say this, Detroit is not a team that you need to worry about this year or most years. 
But that was a nice win, and I'm glad to see it, and I'm glad that they were able to sort of snap out of the funk that they were in in that first period and get to 50 goals because, listen, uh, another loss, you lose to Edmonton, that's one thing, all right? And I know Montgomery lit into him a little bit and kind of lit into him in the press right after that as well. Uh, I was surprised by that. I was a little surprised to hear that. I wasn't disappointed to hear it, but I was surprised. I just sort of thought that Montgomery was going to be, you know, not trying to rock the boat at all this year. And instead, he had some he had some tough words for them. And this game started off very badly for your Bruins. First five minutes were about as ugly as it gets. And they still come away with a win. Allmark after that first period was nails. And uh, it's, uh, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that for the Bruins here, we talked about the Celtics it being uh, championship or bust. It's cup or bust now, right? It's weird to have both your winter teams and March 11th or whatever day is the 11th or 12th today on March 11th to be talking about both the Celtics and the Bruins as cup or championship or bus teams. And they both absolutely are. And there's no doubt about it on either side. If the Bruins don't win the cup this year, it will be about as massive of a choke job as they've ever had. If the Celtics don't win the championship this year, I know that they're not the number one team right now, but they have been for most of the year. And they were in the finals last year and they lost. That means you get back and you win it this year. Otherwise, you start to lose some footing and you you know start slipping into the Indiana Pacers in the 90s realm, you know, teams that were there a lot and were always knocking on the door but just could never do it. Pacers, I mean, listen, they were in the conference finals every year getting beat by Jordan and the Knicks. Then they finally make it to the finals. They get beat by Shaq and Kobe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they just couldn't. They couldn't do it. They lost to Shaq and Kobe, right? I think they did. The Pacers did that Larry Bird team. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, Either way, you don't want to be them. Like, those Pacers in the 90s and 2000s were good. I mean, it's not like they weren't good. But they very famously never won a blessed thing. And you don't want that to be the Celtics. You don't want that to be them. So, yeah, you're talking about two teams right now. Your two winner teams, the two inhabitants of the uh, TD Garden, that are in championship or bust mode. And the fan base is in championship or bust mode. This is what happens after 20 years of success. You get a season like this, and it's not just some magical ride that we're all taking. No, 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 no. I mean, we're all enjoying it. It's not like we're not. But the expectations now are through the roof. And the Bruins dropping one random game to Edmonton didn't do anything to to stifle that for me. Hell, before this 10-game win streak that they had, they had lost four out of five, I think, or three out of four, something like that. They had that stretch where they lost a couple of games. They lost to Florida and Tampa. Remember, this is a long time ago now. It's like a month ago, but that did happen. They haven't been perfect, but they've been pretty close. And this was a nice win for them today over a not great team, but it was a game where they were down early and they uh, adjusted. They packed it in and they came away with a victory in two points. What else do you need? They're up to 105 points. And as I said, they're the fastest team in NHL history, which I'll remind you, Goes back a ways. Fastest team in NHL history to 50 wins. 
Who's there more pressure on right now, Stiz, the Celtics or the Bruins? I feel like with the Celtics, you have them being in the finals last year, which puts a ton of pressure on them. But the Bruins are the best team in the history of the NHL. What, how do you? Where do you lean? Okay, I'm not a super, you know, sports nerd, but in my opinion, I would think it's the Bruins, right? Because you feel like the squad's not going to be around too much longer. We were talking earlier about the ages of, you know, Tatum Brown. You know, they're not. You know, they're getting up there, but certainly not as old. So I would imagine it's the Bruins. I think you're right. I think you're right because even if the Celtics choke this year, and it would be a choke if they lose again this year, uh, even if they do. You assume that Tatum's signing the Supermax here. I assume that Brown's going to, too. I think that those two have realized that they're better off together than apart. I think. I don't know. I mean, maybe what the hell do I know? But I just sort of feel like you look around the league, and I guess there's other teams Jalen Brown could sign with if he really wanted to, but he could also stay here and be with Tatum and be the best duo in the NBA for however long they want to. You know, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that, for sure. you got to start winning, of course, but there's nothing wrong with that, and I feel like he'll probably think, Unless they find the perfect situation for him, unless he joins the Warriors or something, I think they'll they'll probably all just assume that this is the place to be. You're in the finals last year. You've been to the conference finals all these times. You know, you guys can team up for the next decade, basically, and eventually you're going to win one. You think? At least that's what you're thinking when you sign the big contract. I'd imagine. Bruins. I mean, how many do you think you think Krejci and Bergeron are going to keep on going? Like, do you think that this is going to be just uh, they'll keep going indefinitely until they win? If they lose this year, do you think they'll all come back? If they win this year, do you think they'll all come back? Do you think there's any chance that this isn't their last year? Exactly. Maybe if you're lucky, you get one more with, you know, pretty much the same squad minus, you know, a player. I'll tell you what, if this team gags, and doesn't win, I'm good with them all retiring. Like, honestly, at this point, you know, let's, let's turn the page. You pushed all the chips in. You tried your best. You did everything you could, and it just didn't work. It's just not working. Without Tim Thomas, it just doesn't happen. You know, if this team with the best goalie in the history of goalies, the best record in the history of records can't win the championship, then it just wasn't really meant to be for this team outside of that one year. You know, that that's what that'll teach me. And if that's the case, if they blow it again this year, then I'm okay with moving on from some of the elder leadership on this team. Not that they can't play anymore. It's just that, all right, if you if this isn't if this isn't enough to win the cup, then what are we doing? What's the point? Um, I think that the Bruins, you're right. I think you're right, Stiz. I think I agree with you. I think the Bruins have more pressure. They weren't in the finals last year. This is more of a surprise that this is happening. Because no one expected the Bruins to be good this year. I didn't. Maybe I thought they'd be a fringe playoff team. No one expected them to do this. The Celtics, there were expectations on them going into the year. So that, I feel like that evens it out a little bit. But still, even so, the Celtics will have more chances than the Bruins in the future. I think you're right about that. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. I, I don't know where the mouse is that takes care of these phones. So could you do me a favor, Stiz, and pot up David in Florida, uh, who has a uh, Bruins thought, if you uh, would. David, hello? Hello? Hello. Hello, Arkan. Hi, David. Como estas? going man how you doing you know, no we're doing all right yeah a little little uh quiet down here in south florida today little little uh overcast you know i'm watching the bruins game today and i mean a great comeback win the difference and it just strikes me the differences between the celtics and bruins the bruins get down you get down early they don't come out strong but they they fight and scratch and claw and they play intelligently they come back and win the Celtics who are incidentally primed for a first-round upset. You think so? A first-round upset? I mean, listen, a first-round yeah. upset would mean if the season were to end today, 
uh, then they would be playing the seven seed, which right now is the Miami Heat. You know what? Actually, David, you might be onto something there. And I know that they have to do the yeah. play-in tournament and all that, and maybe the Heat would get upset. But, you know, if it was the yeah. old ways, it would be Miami right now. And, yeah, listen, I mean, I saw Jimmy Butler hitting some big shots last night uh, in that game. And, yeah, they're, uh, they, it's, listen, it's a minefield out there for sure. It's just, uh, I mean, I, I watch the Celtics just, just so I can get angry. It's therapy <laughs> for me because I – I take the remote control and I just throw it at the TV and I I hope they play Miami because I'll 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 pay an awful lot of money to go and get a prime seat right behind their bench and just yell at them all all game long. That's Miami. You won't even have to pay that much. You probably you probably get into that building pretty cheaply, David. You probably pull up on your yacht, you know, right out front. Remember that last year? Uh, they had uh, what's that name of that um, that waterway there in Miami? It's the Intercoastal or whatever. They had is right where I think it's where it was. And there were people like pulling up on these big yachts, like, just sand, docking up right next to the arena, coming up off the yacht, and then walking into the place. Like that looked that looked cool as hell, man. That was that looked incredible. Oh, if you could do that at the guard, what? Imagine that. I mean, you can't do it because they play in the winter. So what are you gonna do? You gonna sail in on like a barge? Like I don't think so. But you know, the garden's not even close enough to the water for that to work anyway. But man, down in down in Florida. Those guys coming in on those big P. Diddy yachts, docking up and then walking into the game. Oh, my God. Well, that was like the Tampa boat parade. I had never seen anything like that. That was awesome. That was awesome. I wish it was boat weather. You ever been on a boat down the Charles River? I want to do that this summer. I haven't. But, you know, I was driving into work today on Sturrow, and I looked over to my right uh, in the Charles. A lot of sailboats. Today? Yeah. No kidding. A lot of sailboats in the harbor today, yep. I mean, the the harbor, the Charles. In the Charles, yeah. Were they out there with, like, jackets on? (laughs) Must have been, because I was like, wow. It's chilly out there. Uh, Interesting. Well, you know what? Boat weather's coming back then. Doesn't look like it right now. It's nasty out there right now. But we're getting there, folks. We're getting there. That groundhog. Groundhog screwed us this year. 617. I guess we got a nor'easter coming in a couple days, too. So uh, we'll ride that one out thinking about boat weather. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. We'll continue on the Bruins, who were winners today, knocking off the Detroit Red Wings 3-2. It was the polar opposite of what happened against Edmonton. Uh, Stiz will get you caught up on that right after this. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Patriot safety Devin McCourty has come to a decision about his playing future. McCourty announced in an Instagram post yesterday that he has decided to retire from the NFL. The Patriots selected McCourty in the first round of the 2010 draft. He started all 205 regular season and 24 postseason games during his long run in New England. He won three Super Bowls and was named a second-team All-Pro three times over the course of his career. And in other Patriots news, the team also announced the release of punter Jake Bailey late yesterday afternoon. Bailey joined New England as a fifth-round draft pick in 2019. He played in 58 regular season games and had 222 punts for a 45.9-yard average with 102 punts inside the 20-yard line. Last season, Bailey was limited to just nine games due to an injury. The Celtics are on the road tonight in Atlanta taking on the Hawks. Robert Williams will be out with a hamstring injury, and Peyton Pritchard will also be out tip-off at 7.30. Chris Sale made his second spring start today as the Red Sox took on the Twins down at Hammond Park. Unfortunately, they could not get it done and fell to Minnesota 4-3. The Bruins were at the TD Garden this afternoon for the first of back-to-back games against Detroit. 
The Bees were down 2-0 going into the second period, but after goals from Lindholm, Bergeron, and Hathaway, they went on to win it 3-2, becoming the fastest team to reach 50 wins in NHL history. The Bruins can clinch a playoff spot tonight with losses by either the Ottawa Senators or the New York Islanders. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. frightening, find help. Sometimes I scare myself, myself. Tweaking, tweaking off that 617-779-7937. That's your phone number. It's Arkean here with you. We're talking Bruins. Fastest team to 50 wins in NHL history. They got there in 64 games. It's another record that they've set this year. They're setting records. When you're a record-setting team, you got to win the cup. You do. I'm sorry. You just do. You just do. If you don't, people are going to talk about you a certain way. Tampa Bay Lightning had that great season in 2019 and got smoked in the first round by the Columbus Blue Jackets. What did we say about them? You can't say that about them and then not say it about yourself. It's funny. I just texted my friend um, who is like the biggest Bruins fan I know. And I said, uh, I just said, fastest team to reach 50 wins in NHL history. And he just texted back, means nothing. Doesn't mean anything. Cup or bust. Cup or bust. And it should be cup or bust. That's not an unreasonable thing to think. You should want that. See, I'm this this type of thing. As a Boston sports, this growing up in the '80s, there was a long decade where there was just nothing to ever. You know, you just the, all the teams were bad in the '90s. All right, the Celtics, the Bruins, I know the Bruins were in like the Cup in, the, in 1990, I think, against Edmonton. They lost, uh, and the Patriots had that one Super Bowl. They got smoked against uh, Green Bay in the '90s. But other than that, it was some lean years. It was lean for everybody, for the Red Sox, for all the, all the teams. In the 80s, though, you had the Red Sox in the World Series in 86. You had the Celtics dominating. Bruins, not so much, although they had a couple of good seasons in the 80s. They were never really uh, you know, threatening like that. And, uh, of course, the Patriots were in the Super Bowl in the 80s, too. 
Uh, they were in one Super Bowl in the 80s, and they got their ass handed to them by the Bears. But either way, there was a lot of that sort of happening. And I sort of look at this decade here, the 2020s, and so far it's off to kind of a mm, tough start. You have one championship appearance for the Celtics. The Bruins don't count. That was 2019, so that was the end of the you know of the teens. But you know, here in the 2020s so far, the Celtics are the only team that's competed for a championship. Uh, the Patriots have not won a playoff game. The Red Sox uh, didn't make the World Series two years ago. They were uh, you know they got, came up short in the ALCS and. Um, you know, the Bruins, and, uh, no, not the Bruins. Oh, and the Celtics made it to the finals, and you know the rest of the story there. But when a team is on this kind of pace, really two teams, the Celtics were on a great pace most of the year and are still, I think, uh, considered in a lot of sports books, still the NBA championship favorites. Gene is in Connecticut, and he disagrees with me. Go ahead, Gene. Where in Connecticut are you calling from, Gene, first of all? From Brooklyn, Connecticut. Brooklyn, Connecticut. What's on your mind, Gene? I'm just uh, I'm angry with you using the expression that the Celtics and the Bruins, it will be a choke if they don't win the championship. Why? I mean, they're going to have to go through three three playoff rounds, right? That could sure. be seven games or five games. But there's a lot of basketball and a lot of hockey to be played. I understand that, but the Bruins are the best team by far in the league. If they get knocked out before the finals, if they lose in one of those early rounds, it's not a choke. No, I don't. I, well, it, it it could be a choke. It'll depend on how they play. Of course, it'll be a choke. If so they play badly, I, then they'll be they'll have choked. If they play well and the other team beats them, that's still considered a choke. Gene, come on. No, if that's no, not no, then, no, what, no, then no, what's a choke? Would, Tell me what a choke would be then. I wouldn't consider. I would not consider that a choke. A choke would be getting be, be getting swept in the first round. That would be a choke. I think losing it all in the first round for this Bruins team would be a choke. All right, I'll give you that. And in the second round, if they lose poorly, that would be a choke. But if they lose in seven games or five games, I, it depends on how they play. I just I think both teams are really high-caliber teams. I think the Celtics had a bad run this last week or so, but I, and I think the, the Bruins are on a fantastic run. I just don't think we should call them chokers yet. Well, I'm not calling them anything until they actually do it. Thanks for the call, Gene. I'm not calling them chokers now. I was just saying it's cup or bust. That's what it feels like to me. And when you're this good and this much better than every other team in the league, if you don't win the cup that year, that's how you get labeled. That's the way it works. I didn't invent it. That's just how it is. I'm sorry, Gene. I mean, I'm listen. You know, I know you don't want me to say this, but that's, that's a fact. Any team in the world that has an amazing season like that gets to the end and loses, they choked. The 07 Patriots choked. You know, it's the the Carolina Panthers that year, they went 15-1 or whatever. Uh, Rodgers and the Packers choked a bunch of times. You have a great season, and then you blow it in the playoffs. That's that's what it is. That's that's always how I defined it. Maybe, maybe other people define it differently. Getting swept in the first round absolutely would be a choke. Losing period in the first round with this team and this record. Or the second round. Or even the conference final. I'm sorry, you're this much better than everybody. You should be in the finals, and you should win it. And I'll tell you what, that better be what's getting preached there. <laughs> you know, the, Don Sweeney. What do you think, Don Sweeney's going to be happy with a second round exit if they play really hard? I don't think so. I don't think so. This is the last chat. This is it. You got to get it done here. 
We've been talking for years about various Bruins and the window closing, the windows closing on Chara and the windows closing on this guy and that guy and all these guys. I mean, this might be the the last window that you, that you really ever because listen, I know that no one wants to talk about this, but after Bergeron and Krejci are gone, you're light at centerman for the rest of the I don't know how long. Until you make a big move or a big trade or something like that. And I know all the people who say, oh, you can't trade Swayman. I can't believe you talk about trading Jeremy Swayman. Blah, 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 blah. If you get a trade of Jeremy Swayman for the centerman of the future, some 23-year-old stud somewhere, you know, and I'm just a hypothetical player X, you don't think that would have been a good thing to do? You don't think that would have been maybe a smart thing to shore up? I understand that uh, having two goalies this year has been super helpful, but... Linus Allmark and someone not as good as Jeremy Swayman, you still probably have the same record. You're still probably the fastest to 50 wins. I'm sorry, you are. And I'm not saying Swayman's no good. Swayman's great. That's why I think he'd be valuable. That's why I think you'd be, get a great player back for him in a trade. Uh, and that was one reason why I never completely poo-pooed that idea. I know a lot of people did. A lot of people thought it was crazy. A lot of people thought it was just completely insane. I didn't. And that was one of the things I would have uh, been okay moving on from him for the centerman of the future, whoever that may be. If they really felt like it was, you know, if it was their guy. And listen, I trust Don Sweeney right now. I do. I trust Don Sweeney more than I ever have in my life. How could you not? How can you argue with these results? I would have trusted him to make the right try. I would have trusted him to make the right move. Every move he's made so far this year has been amazing. Bertuzzi's been good. Orloff's been incredible. Hathaway had the game winner today. You know, like, Hampus Lindholm has been amazing. Uh, they really miss Taylor Hall, and then he's another guy they traded for. Like, all these moves that he's made have been grand slams for the most part. Maybe Bertuzzi's not a grand slam, but Orloff definitely is. Hathaway on that fourth line, maybe grand slam's a little strong, but excellent. Really excellent. Um, Listen, <laughs> I think it's better for business, obviously, if the Bruins do go and win the Stanley Cup. I mean, it's just, there's no question about it. I'm not one of those people that roots for teams to, you know, the blow it or loot or whatever. Every once in a while, there'd be a loss, and I just, you know, sometimes I get my back up against certain fans who call the show and, you know, have takes that I don't like and stuff like that. But for the most part, I don't root against the teams. I wouldn't be rooting against the Bruins. I'd be rooting for them. I still am rooting for them. Everybody's rooting for them. The only time I ever don't is when I feel like the team's not going anywhere and I'd rather they just get a better draft pick. That's obviously not the case with either of these two teams. Maybe veering towards that territory with the Patriots this season, so get, come circle back to that. And with the Red Sox, I don't care about the MLB draft, but you know what I mean. Could be them too. <laughs> um, a lot of texters are saying, would have been nice if they won by two today. I hear you, brother. <laughs> it really would have. That would have been nice. That was a nice fat. Was it plus one forty? I think for the uh, for minus one and a half. I think uh, your girl Mego may have lost that bet as well. <laughs> so, um, by the way, I had my first bet right on Bet Roulette. It's very exciting. Ooh, um, what was it? Mine was that Duke would beat U Miami by more than two and a half, and they did. And I only picked them because Duke beat them earlier in the year. I haven't watched much Duke this year, and I definitely haven't watched any Miami games. Uh, but I got that one right, and that was the first. That was the first bet roulette pick that I've gotten right this entire time. By the way, I don't know if you saw this, but you see, there's someone suing Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> this is I love it already. Someone has brought a lawsuit to Buffalo Wild Wings, saying those aren't really wings. The boneless wings aren't wing meat. Ooh. It's like uh, chicken nugget meat, and you're calling them wings, and you shouldn't do that. And they're uh, suing for I don't know whatever you sue for. 
Which, by the way, what a great use of everyone's time and money. You know, to, I love silly lawsuits. Though, give me a break. Like, what are you, the chicken police? Like, what do you care? Like, why is this? Why is this something that's happening? Regardless, uh, the only reason I even bring this up is because Jones Mego and I do a bit called Bet Roulette, and then we roll a dice. <laughs> so <laughs> the bit's called Roulette, which is a very specific game with a wheel and a ball, and you bet on red or black or a number or something like that. And instead of that, we roll die, which is a totally different game and many different games, but nothing to do with roulette. And I'm thinking, sitting there thinking, I hope this chicken guy doesn't ever listen to the show and hear the bet roulette segment because he's going to be like, you can't call that roulette. That's not really roulette. It's more like craps. And it is, really. I mean, it is more craps than anything else. It's not exactly like craps, but it kind of is. And uh, I thought that could have led to maybe calling the segment crappy bets because we do mostly have crappy bets. Uh, it's more accurate than roulette, <laughs> bet roulette, but that's what it is. So we're bet roulette. We're sticking with it. And I just hope that Buffalo Wild Wings guy doesn't sue us. Um, I don't think he'd have a legal leg to stand on because we're not, you know what I mean? We're not like selling something like it's just a, it's just a bit that we're doing and we call it something that's wrong. It's not like, you know, but I don't think he has a leg to stand on with the, the chicken thing either. Um, by the way, next week we're going to be doing a show out at uh, MGM Springfield. Looking forward to that because you may not know this about me, but I love playing craps. <laughs> like, I really, I really enjoy it. Even if I'm at a casino and I'm by myself and I have like an hour to kill, I'll go play some craps. You know why? Because it's a social game, and when you're rolling, everybody's rooting for you. And there's always maybe someone who will uh, who will try and uh, fade your rolls, but for the most part, you know, everyone's everyone's rooting for you. Everyone's rooting that you hit your number, that you hit, you know, whatever they put my the hard four or whatever. And uh, you can put uh, back up your bets and put stuff on different numbers, whatever. One you know how to play. Uh, you know, to play craps. If you don't, you should learn because it's fun. And uh, it's one of those games where everyone at the table is all cheering and rooting for each other. You know, it's fun. Feel like you're feel like you're on a team. You make friends. <laughs> you know, last time I was out at MGM Springfield, there was this old guy at the craps table. I only I only played for like an hour. One about seventy bucks. Uh, and there was this old guy at the craps table, and he looked like. Uh, he looked like um, Conway Twitty, <laughs> like one of those old like uh, country singers. He had this cool hat. He had like a vest on with all these pieces of flair from different you know poker tournaments he won and stuff like that. And he was just sitting there. And when it came his time to roll, he had this real specific way of picking up the dice and doing all that stuff. And this guy he's a great guy. And there's some young guys there too. This is right around. Um, uh, it was right. It was uh, winter weekend when I was last out there. And I'm going to be out there again this Friday. And I, let me just say, if you're out in Springfield next weekend, meet me at the Crab State. Well, you'll see me. <laughs> I'll be out there. We'll be doing the show. I think I'm going to come up Thursday night, though. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, meet me at the Crab Stable, folks. That's where I'll be. 617-779-7937. Let's go to my good friend, Stephen Fall River. Hello, Steve. How are you? What's up, man? I wanted... All right, you had this guy call in from Connecticut. Yes. And uh, you know his standard of choking was only a sweep in the first round. He's a little, he's a little, you know. He at least he admitted something, but that was kind of to the extreme. I have a problem with you declaring this now when the Bruins have only played sixty-four games, which means they have a fair amount of their season left. Fair Not amount. They got less than a quarter of the season to go, and they're up by like thirty points on everybody. What are you talking about? It's not they're like there's not a lot of room for some other team to make a run at them. Come on. 
I just wait a minute. Somebody They're up eleven points on Carolina. <laughs> Come on, with twenty with a quarter of the season, you just flipped off a quarter of the season. Like this guy said, a, a one game sweep in the playoffs, a sure. quarter of the season. Okay, repeat. So where is my where's my point? You make this proclamation when the regular season ends, not now. And you have to make it when the regular season ends. Just never mind your proclamation, but just everyone wondering what either of these teams are going to do. When you look at the way the last quarter of the season or the last eighth of the season ended, how's the health of the team? Steve, hold on. Let me stop you right there. Steve, can I I stop you real quick? If they get to 50 wins faster than any team in NHL history and then collapse in the last 18 games of the season, that's also a choke. That, to me, is also a choke. You can't have a great start like this and then fade away at the end of the year and just have no one call you chokers. I mean, that's exactly what that is. And the Bruins, unfortunately, have a bit of a history of doing this over the last 10 years. Christian, you brought up a you brought up the Patriots yes. because the whole deal was already over. And they did go 7-16-0, albeit they won the Baltimore game, which they should have lost because some idiot called a timeout. I don't really consider that. They should have lost that Giants game, too, that Giants game at the end of the year. Okay, but we saw the whole season. We heard they were 16 Of course they had to win that Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they would choke this next uh, bunch of weeks here, this last quarter of the season. You have to take that into context. I know I might be splitting hairs and it's not talk radio. My point is when the season's over, are they still 10 points ahead of the next team in the division? And where do they stand? Then you're gonna. Then you have this conversation. You well, say, they're up. Tw- they're up twenty 12. on the next team in the division. It's the conference that they're up eleven. They're up eleven on Carolina. They're up twenty on Toronto. All right. So let's see. <laughs> well, you, I mean, with, come on. And, and we again. What is going to transpire? Are there going to be injuries? Things can happen here. I'm not. I'm not hyped up until 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 the last ten or the last two weeks of the season. Where are we at that point? Okay, it's a it's this is a long long run here. And I we're understand. Not, we're not. Thanks for the call, Steve. It's a long run. I get it, but it's almost over. We're three quarters of the way done with this season, and the Bruins are having the best season any team in the history of the NHL's ever had. Okay, that's seventy five percent of the season they've been the best team in NHL history. Stop trying to tell me that if they come up short now, it's not a try. I just don't want to hear it, all right? At this point, I don't want to hear it anymore. Well, what if someone gets injured? What if this happens? What if that happens? If that happens, then we'll talk about it, all right? We'll talk about it. We'll discuss it. <laughs> you know? If Allmark and Bergeron and Krejci and uh, Pasternak and Pavel Zaka and everybody else all get hurt and Hampus Lindholm and Charlie McAvoy and they all get hurt, then Okay then maybe it won't be a choke. Maybe it'll just be the most unfortunate string of injuries in the history of pro sports. Maybe that'll happen. Maybe. But my word, can we stop bending over backwards to try and make hypothetical preemptive excuses for this team? What are we talking about here? They're the best team in hockey. We acknowledge that, right? They're the best team in hockey history right now. That means there's expectations, that's all. I'm, I'm anxious about it, too. I understand why people are calling up all anxious about this. I get it. I share that anxiety with you. When the teams are 500, you don't care that much. When the teams are 500, it's house money, right? To borrow a phrase from our good friends over at, uh, at uh, Mohegan Sun at the FanDuel Sportsbook down there. You know, like, uh, the house money, great. This isn't house money. 
There's a lot of money riding on you. You've bet you've invested in yourself. The Bruins have pushed all their chips for another gambling metaphor. Pushed all their chips into the middle of the table. All right, that's where it is. And so far it's paid off. So far it's paid off. But my god, when you're this good and this far ahead of everybody, expectations get put on you and that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be in any sport, in any league for anyone when you're this good. And if you don't meet those expectations, then that's what happens and that's the way it works. Again, I don't make the rules here, Stephen Fall River or Gene in Connecticut or anybody else who's listening who's mad at me for saying this. I don't make the rules. I'm just telling you how it is. Uh, 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Quick break. We'll be right back. Covering Boston sports and beyond, we're back to Christian Arcan on WEEI. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. There's your phone number. It's Arcan here. I'm going on for another half hour. I got bonus uh, baseball for you. I'm going until six fifteen, and then after that, we'll toss it over to the Big East final, Marquette and Xavier. After that, it's UAB and FAU. And uh, I think we'll wrap up our college basketball for you tonight, UCLA and Arizona in the Pac-12 championship. So there you go. A full night of college basketball right here on Boston Sports Original, WEEI. Uh, We were talking about the Bruins. I think that uh, there's not much to say other than this season has been remarkable. Fastest team to 50 wins, Garnet Hathaway with the game-winning goal. Bruins uh, beat the record of 66 games to get to 50 wins. That was set by the Red Wings in 96 and matched by the Lightning in 2018-2019. We're just talking about them. What were we just talking about with them? Oh, yeah, how they choked. How they gagged in the first round of the Blue Jackets. And if that team had made it to the second round and had a hard-fought battle with whoever they played, Carolina, whoever it was in the second round that they played, and they lost in that series too, it still would have been considered a choke. Anything short of a cup when you're that good, when you set those kind of records, is, in my opinion, a choke. Just because the Bruins happen to be doing it right now, the good part, we'll see, we'll see how it ends. They're doing the good part right now. If it, if it ends badly, I'm sorry. That's just you got to be consistent. Bruins could also be the uh, first team to clinch a playoff berth. Stiz, I heard you in trending saying what would have to happen. The Bruins won, but also what has to happen? The uh, the Senators would have to lose tonight or okay. the New York Islanders. So Ottawa or New York would have to lose tonight. Okay. And uh, Ottawa is, let's see, where's Ottawa playing? Ottawa's playing Vancouver, and the Islanders are playing Washington. So... May not happen today. <laughs> May not happen today. Washington sold off their entire team, and uh, Vancouver blows. Uh, so this may not be uh, this may not be the night that it happens. But the fact that it's this close to happening, I think, just sort of you know further illustrates the point of how good this team is and how high the expectations for them should be. Um, it was a good game today, in that the Bruins got down early on a on a pretty ugly takeaway. Uh, David Krejci with a, with an ugly turnover, which is sort of a string of uh, maybe a trend recently with this team. Bergeron had an ugly turnover in that Edmonton game, which led to the uh, tying goal. And then Swayman on that uh, on that wrister from about, I don't know, 200 yards away. Uh, got screened, I guess, but 
You got screened for a long time because he didn't see that one, uh, that Darnell Nurse wrister, which was a nice shot, you know, good shot and everything, but come on. Um, and that's the only game the Bruins have lost in like a month, so what am I going to do, freak out too much? Uh, they got down early in this game, and then they battened down the hatches, basically did the exact opposite of what they did in uh, that Edmonton game and scored three unanswered goals and cruised to a uh, 3-2 win. So there you go. Your Bruins are good. We all know that about them. I think it's... Uh, I think it's pretty obvious at this point. Who do they have next? Now, the Bruins will be going to Detroit. I want to say it's like a home-and-home tomorrow. I think that's what's here on the schedule now. So, yeah, I think they're going to go to Detroit. They should beat them again. I see no reason why they won't. And uh, then the road trip goes Chicago. I'm looking it up right now. Winnipeg, Minnesota, Buffalo. Um, Listen, you know, like we're not we're not talking about the toughest teams in the league here. We're not talking about the meat of the, the NHL. There's a couple of those games coming up. They got Tampa and they got Carolina at the end of the month. Sure, it's tough. they got Pittsburgh in April. Um, they got one more game against Toronto. Uh, they have New Jersey again. But other than that, you know, Philly, Washington, Montreal. It's not. It's it's mostly it's mostly soft underbelly. Mostly soft underbelly here for these Bruins, and they should you know go accordingly. You got a big lead. I'm okay with you resting some guys. I'm okay with you sort of shoring up and make, making uh, absolutely positive that your team's prepared, healthy, rested, whatever they need to be going into these playoffs. Because once again, this is this is it. This is it. <laughs> the chips are in the the chips are in the middle of the table, and you've been splashing the pot all year long. All right, this is this is when it needs to happen. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the phone number. Uh, the Red Sox lost today. And I was devastated. No, I'm not devastated. I don't care. I was devastated when they uh, lost the perfect spring. When they lost to Toronto, I think it was the other day, and uh, that was their first loss. That 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 hurt. You know, I remember where I was when I saw that last pitch. Um, I don't really care about that. But I do think that at some point, we have to examine why this team's playing so well in the spring. Like, what actually is going on? What are they doing so well? Because it's not really all that apparent from looking at you know, checking in on some of these games here and there. It's not like you're seeing, and Sale was very good today. I'll get to him in a second. But, like, the other guys in the rotation, Pavetta and, you know, some of the rest of it, it's just it's not, they haven't had impressed. Kluber, like, they haven't had super impressed. They'll go two innings, give up a run, two runs, whatever it is, and, you know, look okay. They end up winning the game, but, like, the starter, the guy that you know is going to be getting innings this year, hasn't been. they haven't been super impressive lately. And it's not like these guys in the lineup are all killing the ball either. Um, I'll get to the pitchers in just a second, but I can tell you in the spring, what's mostly happened here is this team has been powered by Christian Arroyo, Tristan Cassis, Bobby Dahlbeck, Ramil Tapia, Reese McGuire. Those are your best hitters so far. Devers has been fine. He hasn't been great, but he's been fine. Um, and the pitching has been okay, but you wouldn't know it from the way they just keep on steamrolling everybody. I know they lost two in a row now. Uh, but those are the first two losses of the spring, and they've not, you know, they haven't, like, edged these teams out at the end of the uh, games either. Like, big wins, 10-2, to 7-1, to 9-4, to 15-3, 7-2, whatever. Like, it's been, they've, they've kind of dominated. And it's like, well, how can this team be dominating anything? How are these guys dominant? And I'll tell you, maybe it's, maybe it's just as simple as Christian Arroyo's been hurt so much, but when he's healthy, he's really good. Tristan Cassis may be something special. 
if we're going to attribute things to the spring, then you have to. You can't ignore what Cassis is doing. Cassis might be your best hitter right now. Tristan Cassis has a 381 batting average and an OPS of 1.149, slugging 714. 381. It's like Wade Bob. It's like a Tony Gwynn number, right? And I know it's spring training. Who cares? But, like, does it matter or not? Is anyone excited about this? Is anyone excited about the Red Sox playing well in spring training? I kind of I kind of am. Because I remember in 2018 in the spring, they were real good that spring too. And they shocked everyone. They got off to the best start ever, and they just ran roughshod over the whole league that year. Um, You know, like you look at the you look at the pitching, and I don't think it's a great rotation. Sale, Kluber, Hauk, Whitlock. Uh, Bayo, Paxton, you know, these guys at the end of the rotation, like you're not sure, Pavetta, you're not sure, you know, how much uh, how much look they're really going to get in the actual rotation. You're not sure what kind of rotation they're even going to be going with. Are they going to go with a traditional rotation this year? They have the arms to do it if they want to, but do they really? Tanner Houck and Garrett Willock, are those guys who can give you six, seven innings if you need it? I mean, no one pitches seven innings anymore, so maybe it's a moot point, but can they give you five innings? Tanner, how can it go out there? Can he give you a consistent five, six innings? Like, I don't know about that. I don't know if Whitlock can. Uh, these are guys that they converted from the bullpen. And the bullpen's, you know, been good this year, too. But I still think there's a lot of unanswered questions there. And I'm not sure that a hot streak in the spring necessarily answers them all. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. I'll tell you what. If you had if you had high expectations or high hopes for Tristan Cassis this year, you should be very encouraged by what he's doing this spring. You may not want to hear him in his interviews anymore because, my God, this guy... His interviews are really weird. He's like a very weird guy. Uh, You know, just the sort of stuff that he's one of those guys who just, he has a thought and just says it, you know? Whatever. And I, maybe that's a weird criticism for me to be making, (laughs) considering the job that I do and the style of my show and all that. But, you know, he'll tweet out any random thought that sort of passes through his head. He'll do an interview, just start saying random things he's thinking. And they're not, they're not necessarily dumb things. It's just, I didn't need to know that. I didn't need to know any of this stuff. But Cassis wants you to know. And listen, he can tweet whatever he wants. He keeps hitting like this. Uh, 617-779-7... Not whatever he wants, but you know what I mean. 617-779-7937 is the phone number. Quick break. When we come back, we'll talk a little NFL with your phone calls as we wrap things and uh, hand it off to the Big East final. That's all coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 